We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. Welcome in to another edition of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. This day, or this day, this episode today is all NBA, all NBA episode. We're leaving the W out today. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I know. Well, I was going to say, I mean, we're, yeah. we're going to be hit, hitting it pretty heavy next week. I think. That's right. So. That's right. Big stuff coming starting this weekend uh, into February. So plenty of W on the horizon, you know, just. Not today. <laughs> uh, lots of NBA on tap. Talking, talking, winning ways, win streaks. As a matter of fact, a couple of teams. And also, don't forget, at some point we'll be doing our college basketball. We may wait until the end of the regular season. But yeah, uh, I know we were just you and I were talking last night, Drew. Uh, earlier this week, we had the last two undefeated teams in men's college basketball both fall on the same night when. Baylor lost at home to Texas Tech, and USC lost at Stanford. So it's getting interesting in the college realm, too. Yep, talking winning ways today, though. A couple of teams in the Western Conference got some winning streaks going on, so we're going to be chatting about that. BJ, are you ready? I'm always ready, Drew. Ready, Freddie. All right. Ready, Freddie. Well, BJ, we're going to start things off with uh, some Memphis Grizzly talk. These guys – you know, there's been chatter about them over the years. You now they're a young group. You know, they've been to the playoffs, things like that. Uh, John Morant, you know, not not long in the league. I think it's like it's his third year or something like that. Um, always chatter about them just being too young and experienced, uh, not ready to win yet. Ten-game win streak for these guys this year. Uh, a lot of great things going on for the Memphis Grizzlies. They're a good team, uh, a well-built team, and, you know, they, they've grown up. They've grown up. They've had the young playoff experience, uh, kind of like the young Thunder did back in the day when they had those uh, young stars before they were superstars, uh, besides KD. He's always been one. Um, and, you know, they made the playoffs and, you know, didn't get you know far, didn't do a whole lot of winning. You know, that's kind of what these young Grizzlies are going through right now. Uh, but they're on the 10-game t- uh, win streak right, th- uh, right now. Uh, John Morant at 22 years old, 154 days, uh, is the youngest player in NBA history to average at least 25 points per game in his tenth in his team's 10 game win streak. You know that's wow. just that's just one that's just one piece of who, who can of find a doing. stat like that 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 just seems say that that's that's such a like a obscure stat you know like the youngest player when his team's you know 10 game winning streak. I mean obviously Jaw has had has had a huge hand in their winning streak. Uh, but it's just, it, it's kind of astounding to me that, you know, that we can try to like micro, not micromanage, but like, you know, narrow the track to the point where, you know, John Morant stands alone as the youngest. Uh, you know, it, it never occurred to me to, to view as like by age, because John Morant, even though this is just, you know, he's been in the league such a short time, he's always played like he's been in the league longer than he has. You know, he's been, he's look, he looks like Luca. He looks like, you know, Trey Young. They're all playing, you know, absurdly good for how young they are. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that is one of those interesting stats. It's just like, you know, the youngest to average 25 points per game in a winning streak of 10. It's just like, we're not, like, it's not, it's not one you really think of to pop out, but no, it, it, I mean, he's doing it. But uh, somebody else that has been key for the Grizzlies, uh, mm-hmm. BJ, is uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, finally fully healthy this season after not getting to play many mm-hmm. games last year. 
really helpful on both ends of the floor. He's really their only stretch forward that they have. Um, you know, like I said, uh, doing it on both ends of the floor. But he, he's been a large part of this 10-game win streak. You know, you can, we can sit here and name uh, different players who have made real, you know, individual contributions that have really contributed to the 10-game win streak. You know, we can go player after player after player and be like, this guy did this. This one's did this. Uh, you know, he's helped out in this way. You can do that. But, you know, this team is just – it's matured. It's different. It's got some young pieces that have stepped up earlier than expected, like the likes of Desmond Bain. And even through, you know, injuries throughout this season, you know, Dylan Brooks started off injured. Jaw got hurt, came back. Dylan had came back. Now he's hurt again. And, you know, um, I think Steven Adams is, is missing some time right now. Um, you know, they've had a lot of up and down injuries, and they're still maintaining winning, maintaining winning. They've, they've done better than the Mavs, who have – they've had an injury bug too, you know, along with everybody who's dealt with health and safety protocol things. But, uh, you know, these Grizzlies have missed some of their main guys, like the backcourt. You know, the starting backcourt has missed, uh, you know, time early this season already. So, um, but they're still powering through it. You know, like I said, Desmond Bain playing well. DeAnthony Melton uh, helping out as well. Grizzlies have a lot going for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Drew. I mean, uh, you look at uh, what Memphis has been able to do in their 10-game winning streak. You were talking about how Desmond Bain has stepped up, and I remember watching him in college and thinking, yeah, he's he's gonna his game's going to translate well in the NBA. And I just – I don't think – I thought it would be this well, you know, this early on. Uh, you go and look through the 10-game winning streak. Uh, you were talking about Jaron Jackson Jr. Both uh, – Jackson Jr. has uh, – has led the Grizzlies in scoring once in that time frame, but Morant, John Morant has had seven of the 10 games. He's been the leading scorer in this 10 game winning streak for Memphis. Um, You know, it's, it's nice that, that he's getting help and, and it's not just on him. I mean, but he's putting up numbers and like, you wouldn't believe he's gone over 34 times and been close with another one. He scored 29 against Golden State on Tuesday. He was close to another 30-point game. He put up 41 in their win uh, at home against the Lakers uh, back near the end of 2021. Uh, But when that was a five-point win, that was game three of the winning streak. Uh, So I just, you know, this Memphis team has been clicking on on the right cylinders. They, you know, you go back before they started this 10-game winning streak, they had a couple of, questionable losses they were at home against portland they were at home against okc and um you know then they had a loss to golden state which is a you know not a bad loss by any stretch of the means but you're talking about you know getting a team who going back to december the 8th so the past month they've lost a grand total of four times in the past month um this is just absurd how good Memphis has been when they've been able to get it clicking on all the right cylinders and the teams they're beating are not, you know, easy teams to beat by any stretch of the means in this 10 game winning streak. They've beaten Phoenix. They've beaten the Lakers twice. They've beaten golden state. They've beaten the Clippers. They beat Brooklyn. They beat the nets even in Brooklyn. So this, this Grizzlies team getting it figured out and it's tough to see. I mean, you know, they've got a, a tough stretch coming up here, uh, to finish off the month of January, they've got uh, two games with Dallas, one at home, one on the road. They host the Bulls. They're at Milwaukee uh, and they're at Denver as well as hosting the Jazz in that stretch. But it's, you know, if they keep playing as well as they have been during this stretch, Drew, it's, it's tough not to see them keeping this winning streak going into the month of February at this point. And by the way, for those listening, they're listening on the podcast right now. We are doing this live over on my Twitch channel uh, at Uncle Drew WNBA. So make sure if you ever want to catch a live stream, check it out on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time on Twitch. That is twitch.tv backslash Uncle Drew WNBA. Shout out to Snipes House in the chat. Uh, Appreciate everybody showing up, uh, hanging out. But yeah, BJ, I mean, you're right on point. Um, you know, I've been I've been looking at some things, you know, preparing uh, up for today's podcast and just saw some stuff from Kirk's uh, Kirk Goldsberry. And uh, it's the efficiency landscape. Uh, the last 15 games 
as of January 7th, so a week from when this episode drops, so a week ago. So last Friday, mm-hmm. um, as of last Friday, in the previous 15 games only, the the uh, Memphis Grizzlies are 12 and uh, three, 12 and three in their mm-hmm. last 15. They're fourth in offense and second in defense. Not only is that offense clicking in their beating teams, but that defense, yeah. the defense is a bigger reason, a bigger reason of what they're doing. But uh, they're they're overall number one net uh, offense and defense in in those in in this time span. So uh, they're really putting things together so far at the at the end of the stretch here. Uh, and, and even more things about the Grizzlies here, and more from Kurt, Kurt Goldsberry. How about it? Um, since December 1st, and this is even more recent, so as of early on Wednesday when this recording is happening, uh, Grizzlies, since December 1st, record 18-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah. Net rating, plus 12.6. First, number one in defensive rating with 102.6. Number one in rebound percentage at 54. Number one in offensive rebound percentage at 34.7. Number one in fast break points per game at 17.4. Number one in paint points per game at 57. Number one in second chance points per game at 19. Number one in opponent second chance points per game at just 11. Number one in opponent turnover percentage at 16 and a half, and number one in Man. points of turnovers at 20.7. How about those Memphis Grizzlies? Oh gosh, man, when you put it in numbers like that, it's it's tough to to say that you know you you want to keep Memphis as, as not you know earning some respect across the league. I think you know, even John Morant came out earlier this week after their win over Golden State. And, and was talking about how the Grizzlies have earned respect as one of the best teams in the league. And it's tough. You know, they've, they've with their 10-game winning streak, they've climbed into the top four in the Western Conference. They are right up yeah. there with the Jazz and closing in on, on Phoenix and, and the Warriors. And, you know, pretty much all season long, we've talked about Phoenix and Golden State and pretty much seeming like they were going to be on a collision course in the Western Conference Finals again. But, you know, Memphis is kind of, flying in and saying, not so fast, man. You know, we, we deserve some respect. We're playing our best basketball. And you just hope that for the Grizzlies' sake that, you know, while they're on this winning streak, they can keep sustaining it as opposed to, you know, get playing this well and then fading out at the end of the regular season. Because we've seen that from the Grizzlies in the past where they've been playing very well and then they just they, – they either get an injury or they – they don't they aren't as efficient anymore and then you know the a dallas comes in and and takes the division or or you know they get passed up and and they you know fall into the playing tournament so but you you got to hope that for the grizzlies sake at least that they're playing their best basketball and they can keep playing it as opposed to you know it just being you know an outlier and not really you know amounting to much because they'll they'll fall back into the middle of the pack perhaps Right, and that's the main thing. Um, it's really just injuries at this point because here you are coming on the back half of you know, the NBA schedule uh, just a month out from the All-Star break, and uh, then, then the rest of it goes. So, I mean, if you can maintain yeah. right here, uh, you can't afford any injuries, even, even one that can, uh, you know, get players back before you hit playoffs. You know, that's just, you know, you get teams out of rhythm, you know, your lineup changes, uh, you know, your minutes change, roles change. Um, so it's good to, you know, maintain as much health as you can. And that's, that's really a part of what helps maintain that consistency is, you know, being mm-hmm. healthy, being able to gather chemistry on the floor. That's why the Lakers can't really get anything going. Cause you know, they got all types of people in and out, uh, almost like the Mavs, but somehow they've been able to put it together. Um, yeah. but you know, people in and out, you know, different players, uh, being out, AD being out injured, uh, LeBron started off injured. Uh, they've had other players in and out of the lineup too, so they haven't gotten to maintain uh, any type of chemistry or create any, for that matter. Um, but you know, Grizz—they're putting it all together. Everybody's healthy. It's looking good. You know, love yeah. to hear it. Love to see it. And, and BJ, not, not to not to bug your fantasy team again, but I'm I'm bugging your fantasy team again. 
This is a weekly occurrence. I I executed a beautiful trade uh, this past week uh, and got Desmond Bain on my fantasy team. And good pickup. We are stacked. We're getting Mm -hmm. stacked. We are very deep. And because of a good player like Desmond Bain, we're going to the promised land. I hope so. I hope so for your face's sake, at least. Yes, indeed. It's my, my be team, yeah, my team. Uh, we've won, I think, two in a row now, but I'm still, still not feeling like it's, it's going to happen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to to temper my expectations. I mean, I can, you know, I could try to improve and everything like that, and and you know, try to make my team better. But at the same time, yeah, if I, if I don't feel like all the players are being are buying in to. Uh, <laughs> you know, buying into my uh, fantasy team, which of course they wouldn't be, then it's, it's tough for me to imagine making the fantasy playoffs. But uh, Drew, I wanted to point out, you know, we were talking about the Grizzlies and, and how they've been just dominating during this, this six week stretch, basically you go back to the start of December and they have a 20 and four record as we've talked about, you know, I think that started and they have played half of the stretch without Moran. He's been back for the entirety of this 10 game winning streak, but he was out with that knee injury. Uh, and he missed, I think at least two or three weeks. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, Memphis to hang around, not, you know, not be in a, in a hole without him. And now that they've got him back, have really kept it clicking. Uh, you've really got to think about, you know, how much, how good this team has been built and where they were not in the 12 games. Um, BJ, who's the head, what was the head coach's name of this team? Uh, yeah, you're – hold on. Oh, you just had to ask. Taylor <laughs> Jenkins, there we go. This yeah. is not a standout game. No. You gotta think he's in in the running for the coach of the year at this point, right? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, they weren't given a whole lot of respect last year, and and I thought they deserved it for being in in the talks to to get into the playoffs and and being in that playing tournament. Just needed a win against the Lakers uh, to to get there in that uh, playing tournament finale. And uh, unfortunately, they just couldn't, you know, Jaw gave it everything he had. But I, I don't think they're going to have to worry about missing the playoffs this year, Drew. In fact, I don't even think they'll be in the playing tournament this year. So uh, with the way they're playing right now, they're they're playing better than a top six seed. They're playing they're playing for keeps. They're yeah, playing th- for they'll have a locked in playoff spot for sure. I mean, they're, they're, they're a completely different team now. I mean, yeah. they're finally – they're growing up before our eyes. They're making that jump, you know, right now. Uh, so, you know, their, their time is now, and I very much look forward to seeing whatever uh, – what they can put together throughout the course of the rest of the season. And, uh, you know, at least leading into the all, all-star break. Absolutely. Where they're at at the quote-unquote midway point uh, of the year. But uh, they look really good. They look really good. Um. Not only that, this is a franchise record for them. They had never been on a 10-game winning streak until now. In, in really? As, according to this article, uh, their, with their last loss to the Warriors back in San Francisco in, on December 23rd, it's a Grizzlies franchise record 10-game run and the league's longest active winning streak, including victories over the top two teams in the West, and they've beaten the Lakers twice and the Nets, who were – you know, obviously preseason title favorites. Uh, we went through the the streak just uh, a, a little bit earlier, but it's just really impressive the teams they're beating during the streak, and it is something that you know has gone down for sure in franchise history. Uh, it's it's just incredible to see what they're doing right now. That's kind of surprising that they've never had a ten game win streak before. Yeah, I. I I thought they had one like in the mid aughts when the Grizzlies were good, but I guess they didn't. Huh. Uh, well, or maybe it was like nine or something like that. Well, yeah, they'll definitely, uh, they'll definitely be a playoff team. I mean, 
Guarantee. Uh, speaking yeah. of the playoffs, the NFL playoffs are here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wild card team to win their game. Bet just $5 to win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Might have to put some money on the 49ers this weekend. No, I'm joking. If sports books aren't available in your state yet, don't worry. You still have something to play for on this super wild card weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with just their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 to win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this wild card weekend at Super at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. Drew, one other team that might have a case to be up there in terms of the hottest team in the NBA besides the Memphis Grizzlies might just be the Dallas Mavericks, believe it or not. Mm. And we, we kind of, you know, we, we had, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily, you know, been get talking trash or anything like that. We, we were kind of being a little pessimistic about a month ago, but the Mavericks have finally gotten healthy to, for, for the most part. Now, I, I believe Christoph Porzingis is expected to miss um, the game with the Knicks that uh, as of Wednesday. Correct. Uh, he is recording. out. As well as yeah. Willie Cauley-Stein is too. That's correct. Yeah. Um, now, if Porzingis will be back for Friday night's game at Memphis is another question. That should be interesting. Um, but that's going to be a, another big-time matchup. You talk about this Mavericks team that you go back to, uh, you know, back before uh, – they were they were 500 and uh, they split the series with the Minnesota Timberwolves and I think we that was the last time we talked about them other than you know saying hey they're they're playing on Christmas without Doncic and and you know they're playing the Jazz it's it's gonna be tough for them to win that game and and sure enough they gave it everything they had and and nearly won but they ended up losing by four mm. since then they've just lost one time and it was. By one point at Sacramento, they've been on a six-game winning streak. And during this stretch, they've beaten Denver, Golden State, and Chicago. And they look pretty convincing in those three wins, especially with Luka leading the way. Uh, over 20 points in the all three of those games. And just most recently, Sunday against the Bulls, he had his 30th career triple-double with 22-14-14 and 14 in a 113-99 win at home against the Bulls. Drew, Mavs win six in a row, and you've got to be feeling a lot better now about when, what, now that Luca's back than you were just, you know, a month or so ago. And and for everything that the Mavs have gone through this year and, and just been kind of all over the place with health and safety and, and Luca's injury and everything like that, before the season we thought it'd be nice, you know, they could be a top four or five seed in the West. It's where they are right now. They're at the five. So everything that they've gone through, and they're still pretty much right where we expected them to be. The good, bad Dallas Mavericks are good again? <laughs> uh, it's I really guess. Weird. I mean, we're ripping them, what, two weeks ago, and now it's like, oh, wow, look at a six-game win streak, longest one since 2016. Six-game win streak, seven out of eight yeah. wins in their last mm -hmm. eight games. What? Winning? What? Winning? Who, who is that? I don't, I don't know. It's weird. And the biggest, you know, biggest outlier here is it's mainly because of defense. Now we're keeping the Warriors under yeah. 90 points. 
We're keeping the Bulls under 95 points. What? <laughs> uh, I, I think what? it's 100, wasn't it? I, think they, I thought they finished with 93. Uh, I don't know. Either way, under is what I've got. Yeah. Okay. Well, under 100, still, whatever. Yeah. It's still great for teams that are, you know, Bulls atop the East, Warriors atop the West, and we, the Dallas Mavericks, who are not known for defense, never been known for defense, haven't seen yeah. the top 10 of defensive rating in the NBA since 2012. Are locking some teams Ooh. up. Man, that's a stat. That's a stat. And I tell you what, it's painful to say it because that's a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> that is now 10 yeah. years ago. That's that's you know, a 10-year challenge right there for the Mavs a, defense. <laughs> now 10 years. That 10-year challenge, yeah, went from <laughs> eight back then to now six now, right? Six? Yeah, six back then. But uh uh, same thing back to that Colt, uh, uh, Kirk Goldsberry thing I was saying earlier about where the Grizzlies stack up in the last 15 since January 7th. Mavericks on that same spectrum, 14th in offense. <sighs> Not great. You know, Luca hasn't been here for most of that. So pass on that one. You get a pass. Mm-hmm. Defensively, though, number three in defense. Right behind wow. Memphis and right behind the number one, Phoenix Suns. So that is yeah. some top-notch defending for their past 15 games. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff to hear. Good, Not good stuff, stuff indeed, to hear. yeah. Because I remember literally after the game that I went to this year for the Mavericks, shame on me for not being able to go to a second one yet, um, the press conference after Trey Burke was talking about them not having a defensive identity. And look at these guys now. Like, looks like they're finding it or have found it. Yeah, and that's that's good to see. And everybody used to talk about how much Willie Cauley Stein offered defensively, and that's really the only thing he did offer for the most part, besides some length. Um, mm-hmm. They're doing this doing this without Willie Cauley Stein. This guy, you know, they supposedly relied on for defense. So now it shows that this piece is expendable. So. It's gonna yeah. be it's, it's kind of bad to you know do this as he's been missing <laughs> for personal reasons, but I mean like hey, we don't need you, buddy. Clearly, like not even the smallest bit. I mean, we're defending better without you. It's insane. Um, but you know they are. <laughs> they're, they're they're doing the doggone thing, BJ. Yeah, they they, sure they're are. doing it. They're holding their opponents in this win streak to ninety three points per game. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I mean, they're just they're out here. Defending, I right, play defense and yeah. stuff. And the crazy part, well, like it's yeah, not a whole and, bunch of personnel change. Like the only real difference right now is the the addition of Marquise Chris and like Theo Pinson yeah. played some uh, lately. But you know, it's the same guys getting minutes. You know, Jalen Brunson getting a ton of minutes, and you know everybody else uh, you know, less Moses Brown minutes, which uh, I don't necessarily like. But we're winning, so I don't care. Uh, more Josh <laughs> Green though, which has been good. Career highs in his past two games, uh, 17 and then 18 points. So he is hooping. Uh, that's good to see. Yeah. Especially after the time when we were playing the Grizzlies and you know how good Desmond Bain had been. And we we're like, oh, we could have had Desmond Bain, but we wanted Josh Green. Look at us. And Josh Green was sitting yeah. on our bench at the time yeah. playing like, I don't know, four minutes. So uh, good to see where we're going here and. You know, I hope the streak continues, but, you know, Mavs fans, as soon as we get some kind of win streak, like, oh, this is the longest one since 2016, let's get crazy and, and act insane, act like we're in the playoffs and like we won six straight to win a championship or something. Like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that. I mean, like, no. No. Like, we just settle down, like, be happy about the streak. Yes, it's cool to say. Yeah. Sad that it's been five years since we won six games, but I mean it is six games and it is the NBA, so kind of yeah. get it. Um, but you know, still, Mavs fans over here are like, oh my god, are we championship? No, coming out. All right, so six games, good for Mavericks. Temper the expectations. One big thing that I think has paid off for this team, and it's you know obviously he's not the greatest defender, but it, it makes you know teams honest because of the player that he is. He's a good team defender, and he gets in the passing lanes. That's Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
he maintained in the starting lineup once Luca got back. That's that's been huge, which you know it, it gives him a little bit more versatility as far as you know the early point guard uh, duties. So like it doesn't always start off with Luca having to handle it. Jalen can handle it early, and the game goes as it may, and they go a little bit smaller at least for right now. Um, then uh, they've been starting Kleba at the four and Powell at the five. Um, you know, with KP out and uh, starting Dorian Finney-Smith over there as well. Um, so so the change that they thought earlier this season, like, hmm, what if we put Tim Hardaway Jr. on the bench? Maybe he'll start playing better. Ah! It's that you needed to start Jalen Brunson all year long. That's yeah. what it was. It's, it's, it's that Tim is a microwave. He's he's a baby J.R. Smith with a better – with just – I mean, I don't even know how to describe their differences, but he's a baby J.R. Smith. He's a baby J.R. Smith. You know, he's a microwave. I mean, when he's on, he's on. When he is not, he is not. And, you know, he'll keep shooting to try and bring himself back to be, being on like he was, and that's that's where his downfall comes in. Um, but, you know, Tim not having the greatest year. But Brunson, you know, he takes advantage of his opportunities. He leads the team. He plays well all the time. And even when Luke is here, he still plays extremely well. Yeah. You know, really, really helping out the offense and – and uh, playing well defensively, um, but uh, you know Mavericks. That's that's been the biggest, been the couple of biggest stunning things for me. You know the play of Jalen Brunson, uh, yeah. you know just consistently them keeping him in the starting lineup, and the fact that we're playing defense now. It's just like it's the same guys, but now we're defending. Like what? Yeah, and and that's something that you know we didn't really seem to to expect when Carlisle was coaching, and that I think is one of the focus points for for Coach Jason Kidd. Uh, you look at the past seven games, only Houston in garbage time last Friday uh, got over 100 points during this, uh, the past seven games and during the six-game winning streak. Right. Uh, they were And they were still down 24 when all the yeah. triple zeros and the red light went on. So, yeah, it was only because it was a blowout that they got to that 100-point mark. Yeah. yeah. In close games, the Mavs have really done a great job of, of keeping their opponents de- you know, below them and, and – and, you know, getting just enough scoring to, you know, boost themselves up and, and keep the six game winning streak going, uh, playing the Knicks Wednesday. We'll see how that goes. Obviously, you know, we'll know by the time the episode comes out in terms of whether the Mavericks will be on a seven game winning streak or looking to start a new streak as they get ready to take on Memphis for the third time this year, the teams have split the first two matchups and they will, by the end of the month of January, they will have fit, played all four games with the Grizzlies in terms of uh, what's going to end up probably deciding the Southwest Division. Obviously, both teams not necessarily as interested in, in the division race as, as getting the best possible seed in the playoffs, but just something to consider uh, because you know pretty much everybody else is out of it besides the Mavs and, and the Grizzlies for the Southwest, you're the next closest team, if I'm not mistaken, is San Antonio, and I don't think they're anywhere close, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, one one thing for the Mavericks, if they can get through the next two, they will, I believe, get to a ten game winning streak as long as they don't overlook their opponents. Because oh, you think they'll get to ten if they get through the Knicks and Memphis? Those, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. those are those are you can't get to to 10 without getting to seven and can't get to 10 without getting to eight. But if you get through New York and Memphis, you've got Orlando at home uh, and Orlando's playing all right, but I think the Mavericks defense can be, would be enough to, to get through them without having to even probably even hit a hundred. And then you get another matchup at home with Oklahoma city who's you, who you've, Done well with all year long. Uh, held them to 86 just a couple weeks ago when you uh, were in Oklahoma City. Uh, you held them to 84 the first time you were in Oklahoma City back in December. And mm-hmm. so uh, that pretty much is is not – not. there's no such thing as a guarantee in the NBA, but that's as close to, to one that you can get. And then you get a game with Toronto at home – before the big prize, the back-to-back with the Suns coming to town and then the Grizzlies coming to town just after that. 
uh, that's when it gets – once you get to Phoenix, that's when the schedule gets really tough because you're playing Phoenix at home, Memphis at home, at Golden State, and then you get at Portland, and then Rick Carlisle makes his return to Dallas with the Pacers, hoping that he's not in health and safety protocols that time. Just at the end of the month of January. It better not be. That's not allowed this time, Rick. You got away with it once. You can't do it again. And uh, <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, we are live on Twitch for this episode. <laughs> Shout out to I Lamar ninety six, our boyfriend of the show, Lamar Edwards, for the follow over on Twitch. Appreciate it, brother. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that'd be outstanding. And you know, just considering the you know the wins on the plate. If the man's got the 10, that would just be, that would that'd be outstanding. You know, uh, MFLs, if, MFLs if the get, yeah. around the world would be geeked. Yeah, if the Mavs get to 10 and they keep it going, then they're going to start to play the teams that the Grizzlies have been able to take down. They got the Phoenix is coming to take down. They've already beaten the Warriors in this streak of six games. Uh, if they can take down the Grizzlies, I mean, that's, that's as good of a win right now as you can get. They're playing, you know, the Knicks who – uh, never easy to win in the garden, and they're starting to figure things out. But I think the Mavs can at least get to seven. I'm, I'm the the Memphis is the is pretty much the make or break. If if you can get to that, then I think you're going to get to a, at least ten, maybe eleven in a row. But if you can't, then then you know there's nothing wrong with that because of how good Memphis has been this year during this streak. Right. And if we meet, if we we ran into the wrong Evan Fournier tonight, he could put up thirty on us like he did the Celtics. Oh yeah, games. yeah. He, he's one of those microwave type players too. You know, when he's on, he's on. Absolutely, he was, absolutely, he was, yeah. He's hitting everything he looked at the other night, but uh, but yeah, impressed with our Mavericks. Happy to see where they are defensively. Beautiful, good to see Luca back, see KP back within the next. Uh, week so next episode we'll hopefully be talking about you know KP and his comeback game and and how well that went but um but that will be after the WNBA free agency special there's gonna be a lot of episodes about free so I'm not even gonna say that's it do a single episode at all I know but time to shift gears BJ uh time to play a little game time to play a game man it's time to play the game. Shall we play a game? Hello, Hello Drew. I want to play a game. Oh, that kind of game. Oh. <laughs> no, it's time for With It or Quit It, as always, Drew. What we do is we take five questions, and usually, if we have a guest, we ask the guest. But it's just Drew and I this week, and so I get—I drew the short end of the stick, and so I get to ask Drew five questions <laughs> about basketball and see if he's with it or if he's going to quit some of these hot sports opinions. All right, Drew, you ready? Ready. All right. Let's start with number one. Of the teams currently in the top four in the Western Conference, that would be the oh, Suns, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and the Jazz, the Utah Jazz are the most likely to finish in the five seed or lower with it or quit it. Quit it. Okay. Quit it. Quit just, it. Quit just it, quit, it. quit it. Quit it. I mean – it's the Jazz. I mean, they're they're still a good team. They still got just about everybody they had last year. You know, the reigning six man Donovan and then Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Gobert, Ingles, Bogdanovich is hooping. I mean, like, I doubt they're anything lower than a four seed. I just don't see it. So, if you had if you had to pick one of those four teams, then would you pick Memphis or who? Yes, I would pick Memphis. Okay, so you don't think the Grizzlies can sustain this? I think it out of those teams, like if I had to pick one, I think the ones that are less likely to sustain it and like hit a five seed or low mm-hmm. Memphis. Okay, I mean that's fair. I just thought that I'd see if I could get you on the with the hot take or something. Nope. So, all right. Nope. <laughs> Sucker. Sucker. All right. Well. Should have known better. Okay, number two. That's right. 
This is the only WNBA question I have. Obviously, we're going to have a lot more coming up, but I had to get one in. All right. Okay. That's what she said. Oh, well, now now I don't feel so good about it. I'm going to delete that. No, it's fine. All right, Drew, on number two, we will know on the opening day of WNBA Free Agency, it'll be this Friday when the episode drops, we're going to find out on Friday where Brianna Stewart signs with it or quit it. I thought it opened Friday. I read Uh, somewhere that it opened Friday. No, it's the 15th. Okay. Maybe I got my... Um, my calendar's all off then, I guess. My calendar says the 15th is a Friday. All so. Qualifying offers can be signed starting the 15th. Uh, some are being extended already. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, players can sign contracts on the 1st of February. Um, yes. Same thing as Lamar's. Lamar's got it in the chat already for me. Quit it. Quit it, quit it, quit it. Quit it. Interesting. So she's to, gonna, she's gonna wait then. I, don't know, I, I think we're gonna see some other things happen before we see Stewie. Um, I don't know that she's okay. gonna, she's gonna be the domino to fall first. Okay. I mean, if, if she's if she's set on returning to the storm and she's made up her mind, I would think the sooner the better. Maybe some players, you know, like to sit around and see what else happens before they make their move, no matter if that, you know their plans change or not. Yeah, that is true. So that is true. We shall see. We will wait and see. Okay, number three. The comeback player of the year in the NBA will be DeMar DeRozan of the Chicago Bulls. With it or quit it? Quit it. What do you mean? How he can't be the comeback player? He played last year. No, I mean, I'm meaning just in terms of like from his performance last year to this year. The, like, I don't know, maybe most improved then, I guess. I mean, oh, then, I mean, no, no. <laughs> no. He's uh, going to be probably like somebody like Miles Bridges or something like that. But, you know, DeMar, DeMar scored, you know, close to 25 points a game before in the season. I mean, it's pretty close to what he's scoring right now. You know, his, his team is just better. You know, he, he is being clutch and, you know, playing well and better than he did in San Antonio, but it's, it's not a most improved type thing. If It'd be different if, like, you know, oh, Lamar or uh, DeMar is going from a 22-point-per-game score right now this stage in his career to scoring 34. I'd be like, yeah. yo, give it to that guy. Yeah. Well, do you think uh, he wins any individual award then? Let me ask you that. Any individual award? He'll be an all-star. He, yeah. he could he could be he could be an all NBA player too. He probably would yeah. be. Yeah, probably I was gonna say all NBA was probably uh, yeah probably the the second uh, thing that I would have asked. Okay. And he's got a chance to start as an all star as well too. Yeah, I I think he will. I think he should at least. Lamar in the chat says John Morant is the most improved player. Thoughts on that? I think that's a. I mean. It, it's tough. He was so good last year, too. And it just, you know, the good keep getting better. You know, the young, good players like, you know, Luca, if he can stay healthy, John Morant, Trey Young. I'll tell you what, you Lamar. Know, it's, it's tough to say. If he would have kept at that pace he was at before he got injured earlier this season, then he, he probably would be because he was, he was like 30 plus a game, like leading the league in scoring. And, you know, yeah. he had what? You know, scored what? 23, 24 points a game, you know, the previous season. So, I mean, that's, that's a considerable jump there. Uh, so, but it, it'll be tough for him now. Uh, the race is tighter just all the way around, I think, because Miles Bridges isn't going as crazy as he was Absolutely. early on either. But, but yeah, uh, continuing on, BJ. Uh, yeah, yeah, number four? Or you... Four. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Number four. Four. The Memphis Grizzlies winning streak mm. will extend longer than the Phoenix Suns this year. Mm. With it or quit it? Oh, man. Oh, let me look at that schedule. Let me look at that schedule. 
I can give you my good. take. I can give you my take. I can, I can say, I could say quit it and that the Mavs will get them on Friday night in Memphis. Grizz, Mavs, Bulls. Oh no, no, it doesn't. I mean, even if let's even if even if Mavs don't, they got Bulls, then they got Bucks, then they got Nuggets, yeah, then they got us to try it again. So yeah, no, I, it's not gonna go past the Suns. I mean, yeah. realistically, you know, do they have a chance? You know, yeah, you know, are they a good enough team? Could they possibly do it? Yeah, are they going to? Probably not. Yeah, Probably not. I think at the very uh, best. You know, for for the Grizzlies, it ends after they were to get past the Bulls and they lose to the Bucks. Yeah, at the very best, I think. Do you expect them to come back down to earth during this stretch? This during this stretch, stretch? Uh, no. This, com- this coming, um, I think they'll still come yeah. out. So, like in the next six games, you know, they play us twice. You know, some other teams. I think they they mm-hmm. might uh, come out uh, at least five hundred from this. I mean, this is a tough stretch. I mean, oh yeah, Mavs twice, Bulls, Bucks, Nuggets, Bucks. Yeah, I mean Timberwolves. I mean, it's a tough stretch. So they yeah, can come out absolutely from this tough one. But um, I don't know that they'll if they come down to earth. I, I don't even, I don't even know that what that would be considered for them because they're playing really well. Uh, mm. Mm, so I, that I They'll be good through the All Star break. Okay. At least fair, fair, yeah. fair, fair. We'll we'll revisit that. I'm sure. So. We'll see. All right. All right, Drew. I for number five, this might be the the hottest take that I'm ever going to ask you to have on this show. Okay. Oh, the drought will end this season as your Dallas Cowboys will finally reach the oh, NFC God. Championship game. Or maybe even further this season with it or quit it. Chances like questions like these shouldn't be able to be allowed. Because <laughs> I, I, I've got a fandom answer and I've got a realistic answer. Uh, like I do I, too. Fandom says, you know, we're going to go to the NFC Championship. Realistic says, I feel like we're going to blow it before we get there. And I don't want us to because we're so good right now. Like, yeah, finally, like, this is the best I've seen us in a while. Like, probably the best I've seen us since I've been alive. From offense to defense, you know, just everything that we're doing, this is the best Cowboys football team that I have seen. Yeah. And I just just had this weird feeling something's going to go awry. And we're going to slip up and, like, I don't know, have a 2014 incident where we missed the championship, NFC championship by just, you know, a play or something. You know, the catch. Uh, so I, well, I just, I'm really it, nervous about a, that. So for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to say quit it. But, I, I say quit it because my pes- my pessimism says don't give me hope. Just, it's easier not to be disappointed if you don't get your hopes up. Uh, I mean, whether you get them, like whether you, whether we get them up on this podcast or not, like we're gonna have those feelings when we're sitting there in our chair watching the game. Like yeah. we're just gonna be like, oh, this could be it. Like, we're gonna make yeah. some big plays, like a couple big touchdowns in a row. They don't score. I'm like, oh yeah, look at us go. And then you know they they score like three straight yeah. touchdowns or something to beat us. I don't know, but there's I some get, weird get- stuff that happens to Cowboys fans like that. Yeah, I got two thoughts. I mean, first, you know, obviously not a football podcast, but uh, Des Des did Des did catch it, but Aaron Rodgers still would have led the Packers downfield for a win, and it would have been probably even more heartbreaking <laughs> in that game. There was so much time left. Still, I would have rather lost like that. I would have rather lost like that. Like, I'd like I'd similar to twenty sixteen. Yeah, I would have rather lost to an Aaron Rodgers march back down the field, come back. And win just because of how good of a player he is. Yes, like you know, that's Aaron Rodgers. You know, he just you know was vintage. He, he does Aaron Rodgers things and won the game instead yeah. of losing off a catch that was called a non-catch. Yeah, which they We're probably still haven't figured so out. We're not so <laughs> no, we're gonna leave that. Yeah, my other thought is Drew. This this Cowboys team is just as likely to go to the Super Bowl as they are to. 
to lose to the 49ers this weekend because it's mm. just anything, anything, any given Sunday. Um, I will say, you know, just, you know, we, we don't want to get false hope. Rams are up 17, nothing at one point against the 49ers team and lost in overtime. So mm. just don't know. Just don't know. No, I like you bringing that up. <laughs> Well, just don't take a 17 nothing lead. We're not the 49ers, okay? We're we not can, the Rams either. Dude, we're we're we are not the Rams. We are <laughs> not we're not going to let that happen. All right. All okay, right. good. Okay? Okay. Good. God. <laughs> well, hopefully when we come back and do this next episode, we'll be we'll be talking about happy things and then we beat the 49ers. A divisional and we, round matchup. And yeah. if we not and if, if we're not doing that, we're all blaming you. We are all blaming you. No, there's nobody to blame in that scenario but the yeah. team themselves. You. There's no such thing as a you. As a, there's no such thing as a podcast. You. <laughs> you. If a Drake curse is real, a podcast jinx is real. <laughs> this, 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 this can happen. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's it for this episode. I appreciate everybody that has come in and listened live. Shout out to Lamar for coming in and dropping the follow. Um, make sure you guys check us out on all platforms. Leave us a rating and review uh, on the show. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, let, let us know how much you like the show. Ratings are now available on Spotify as well. So drop the ratings Look out there along with Apple. So uh, any ratings and reviews are all appreciated. Uh, you can catch this show live every week over here on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv backslash Uncle Drew WNBA. Make sure you come check out those live feeds. Um, in the meantime, make sure you guys follow us on socials. Follow us on socials at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. You can find us there. And you can follow our individual accounts, which you can find at the Lowdown pages when you go follow the account. It's got our names right there in the bios right there. Click, click, boom, boom, follow, follow. There you go. Easy as that. And you got it right there. Uh, plenty of stuff planned for next week. BJ already alluded allude to some of it. You know, I got some WNBA news that is going to be happening even more uh, in, in, the, in the episodes to come afterwards. So make sure... Uh, over this next next month, you look out uh, and keep that ear open for a lot of WNBA news here on the lowdown. Hopefully, get in some some big time guests during this WNBA frenzy as well. So be on the lookout for all of that right there. Again, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Thanks for checking out another episode. This has been the Lowdown Sports Show. We'll catch you next week.